Here we go. Okay, it's Pasha Seikiv, yeah? Now let me give this as an introduction. Sefer Dvarim, the whole book of Dvarim, which is called Mishnah Torah, obviously it's a repetition of the Torah, has lots and lots of mitzvahs. Many, many mitzvahs. A significant number of them have already been said that are being repeated, with sometimes with variation and change and modification and enhancement. And some of them have never been said. But the real beginning of mitzvahs in in significant quantities begins next week in Pashas Re'e and then Shoftim and Kiseite they're packed with mitzvahs packed, packed they're some of the richest Pashas in terms of numbers of mitzvahs in the Cheshven of Tayag but Sefer Dvorim in addition to being Mishnah Teire in terms of mitzvahs is also Mishnah Teire in terms of Hechocha of Musar and as I told you two weeks ago the word Hechocha doesn't only mean rebuke Hechocha means to show to point, to give a direction to the word Echachamit. And Mishnah Torah, Chumash Devarim, is filled with these really, really warm Hasidish Fabrengas. I mean, Moshe Rabbeinu is sitting with Yidin, and he's Poshet Fabrenging with them about the challenges of life, the beauty of Yiddishkeit, the sophistication of Yiddishkeit, the honor of Yiddishkeit, and the challenge of Yiddishkeit. This is what Sefer Devarim is. And you have these long, long Okay, the long these fabrengedish that, that go on. Yeah. So Pasha's Akev begins really in the middle of a fabrengen. Moshe is talking to Klal Yisrael and he's telling them all kinds of stuff. And Pasha's Voschana finishes and Pasha's Akev begins in effect in the midst of a Shmuz. I want to read you the last couple of Sukkim Pasha's Voschanan because the Mepharshim, many of the commentators link the beginning of Ekev with the end of Pashas Vashchan. You have Halachas, the last set of discussions was about not living amongst the Goyim because of the fear of assimilation. And of course the worst form of assimilation is Chas that a person, a Jewish person should produce offspring that are Gentile. Right? The, the source for this categorization that the Jewishness is defined by the mother, not by the pa- father, is in the last sukkim of our Pashas Vashchanan. It says, Kiyosu uh, um, rather than Kisosu, Rashi says, Kiyosid rather than Kisosid. And Rashi learns from this that Bincha, uh, your son from a Shikse is a Goy, and your daughter from a Goyish man is your daughter. In other words, the, 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 the Judaism is a matrilineal line is, is in the last Tukum Vashat Vashchan. And therefore it speaks about total separation. You have to destroy them, you can't live with them, you have to kick them out and so forth and so on. The halachic realities are a little bit more complicated than people think. The Loisachaya called the Shom of Rashi is not the Loisachaya called the Shom of Halacha. Loisachaya means that they kill every single one of them. In, in halacha, it was a lot more complicated than that. There was even a possibility to live together with them if they would agree to be peaceful to the Jewish people before Yeshua crossed the Yadin. The Ramam writes about this, it's brought in Gemara, that there were three letters sent from the east to the western side of the Yadin. The first letter said, we're coming, let's be friends. And had the Knanim agreed to that initial letter, they would not only have let them live, they would have let them stay. This is the halacha. The second letter said, uh, 
um, depart. You don't want to let us live. So they, of course they said, no way, we're not letting you come. Leave. And the third letter said, let's get ready to fight. And it was only when the third letter was sent that the invocation of was now they, can't, they don't get a chance. You go or we're not letting you live. But it wasn't as simple as wiping everybody out. But then they did. In the end they had no choice, right? It, it, but this is the Pasha, the last halacha of the Pasha. Then it just goes on to you know, Musr. I'm going to read a portion of few so it won't take me long. You're a holy nation to God. You were chosen by Hashem to be His nation that is an oitzer, a treasure. From all the nations. Hashem are on the face of the earth. And It's not because you are many that Hashem desire you and select you. To the contrary, you're the fewest of all the nations. Ki, but rather, first of all, he loves you. And second of all, he guards the vow, the oath, that he made to your patriarchs. And therefore, he took you, God Almighty took you out from Egypt with a strong hand, and he redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the Pharaoh, Melech, from the king of Egypt, and therefore, you should know, this is how the Pasha finishes, God, your God, who is the only God, he is God, he's reliable, he's trustworthy, he honors the covenant, and the kindness, and the love, to those who love him, and those who guard, guard is a negative term, which means yira, Oyavah means those who love him. And Shemir is a term that denotes Yira. Mitzvahs of his commandments of there for a thousand generations. Umishalim l'sainav. And he pays goodness to those he hates. Elpanav on his face. L'ha'avide. To, so to speak, reward them for whatever good they have so that eventually they should be wiped out. L'ya'achal l'sainav. He's not going to postpone, push off rewarding those who he hates. Elpanav ishalim l'ya'achal pays them immediately because he wants to finish with him. Any person has a rosh, the Abish to give the good immediately. You should guard the mitzvahs, I'm commanding you today, to do it. Those are the last words of Pasha's Vashana. And the next words say, And it will be, Akev. Whatever Akev means. But the simple translation would make it, Akev means if. You're going to pay, you're going to pay attention to, you're going to listen to. I'm reading the text now. These judgments. Them and you will guard them, them and you will do isam them. And I just want you to know that as a rule, Shmira is Laisase. And Asiya is a say, Shmira guard means not to sin. And Asiya means to do the positive commandments. Hashem is going to guard and preserve for you. As Sabris the covenant, as the chesed and the kindness, Ashanishba which he has sworn Lavisekha to your ancestors, to your patriarchs. So the the simplest way of understanding the continuity is as follows. The Abisha says, if I don't like you, I give you grace immediately. And if I like you, I make you wait. Mm-hmm. If a person in the Abisha doesn't like somebody, he gets good now. Because once he's finished with that good, it's lahavide. He ceases to be. Lahavide doesn't mean to punish him or destroy him, he just stops. You know, like a dog dies, he disappears. A Russia dies, he disappears. There's no afterlife. That is no hell. There's no afterlife. Finished. Vahaya. And when it comes to Yidin, you should keep tight and mitzvahs. Vahaya, it will be. Ekev tishma vishamar. 
So the way you would read this is to say, he, he holds off. Maybe he doesn't reward you immediately, initially. But what he gives you is permanent. That's how you read the contiguousness, the continuity of Sukkot. Now you must understand, this passing, why I give, just look at your margin, how many different Mepharshim you have. And I didn't even finish making the list. You know, when I made that, I, I hadn't even finished preparing. I mean, you've got 23 sheets here. So you have 23 weeks <laughs> worth of material. Mm-hmm. We're going to have many different interpretations. But the one I just gave you is consistent with some of them, more than one. Where do you see that inside, that it means continuity? Where, where, where is the... Oh, I, I, you don't have the previous passion. The end of the previous passion, it says... No, oh. I'm just saying that you said that he pays the... Immediately. And then it says, you should keep mitzvahs. And if you will keep mitzvahs, you're going to be rewarded. But the description of the reward is v'shamar. Hashem is going to remember. He's going to guard. He's going to preserve. It doesn't say He's going to pay you. He's going to remember His obligations. So some of the mefashim translate, not all, that the v'shamar is indicating the reward is not going to be immediate. But it's going to be real. He says he's reliable. He's reliable. Right. And the sainim he gives immediately. And if you keep the mitzvahs for shaman, you understand? That's how it's interpreted. Now, I, I want to make it plain that what I just told you is not consistent with everything we're about to learn. But it's consistent with enough of it to justify making this the foundation of the class. You follow? So let's read the postdoc one more time and let's go through our list of questions as we always do. And let's pray that the clock go slow enough for us to cover. We have so much to do. V'hayan, it will be Akiv if Tishmon, you will listen. These judgments. V'shmartem, and you will guard. V'asisem, and you will do oisam of them. V'shamam, you guard, he'll guard. Hashem is going to guard and preserve l'cha on your behalf. Esabris, the covenant, as the chesed and the kindness. Ashenishba, that he vowed l'avisecha to your patriarchs. Now, let's do a list of questions. Not all of these questions are going to be asked by all the commentators. But each of the following is going to be asked by at least somebody. What is the meaning of the word Vahoya? It should say, Ekev Tishmukon. And it will be. It's in future tense. And it happens to me that the Gemara says, Ein Vahoya El Loshen Simcha. Vahoya, it will be, always denotes joy. Like you have Vahoya Im Shamaya. Right? The second Pasha of Shema begins with the word Vahoya. And it happens to me, by the way, in Pasha Zekev also. Vahaya means any time the, the Torah uses a determination, a term that denotes future, it's considered joy. Vayehi is past tense. Vayehi Shvedish. The Gemara says it ain't vayehi el lashen The word vayehi always denotes something negative. Vahaya, vayehi means it was. Vahaya means it will be. Vahaya always means lashen simcha. So what's the relevance of vahaya in this particular case? And of course, the second question is, what's ekev? Is you say vahaya im tishma'un. Right? What's the word Akiv? Akiv means if, Akiv means heal. You'll find that Akiv means a bunch of stuff. That's the second question. The third question is we have three terms to describe our loyalty to Hashem. Tishmu'un, Ushmartem, Ra'asisim. You'll listen, you'll guard, and you'll do. What do they represent? Okay? Tishmu'un, you will listen. Shmartem, you will guard. Ra'asisim, you'll do. And Opposite that, there are three terms of what Hashem is going to guard. The bris, the chesed, and the shvua. Right? Hashem is going to preserve the covenant, the kindness, and the oath. So you are doing three things. Shmiya, shmira, and asiya. 
And the Rebish is doing three things. He's preserving the Brista Chesed and the Shvuah. You understand? Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, also, there's so many more questions, but one of the Mephashim asks, what's the Ha'ela, these Mishpatim? A very important and critical word in this Pasuk is the word Vishama. Vishama means he will guard, he will preserve. What is the intent in the word Vishama? The indication, the implication is that whatever it is, is not immediate. You're not going to get it now. He's going to hold on to it for a later date. What's the Vishama? Okay? And believe me, there's many more questions. But let's consider this an adequate list. And I wrote them on the top. At the top of your page, if you can read my script, which is a disaster, you've got those five questions articulated, written out. So now, let's go to Rashi. Is this something for generations, or is this just for, for the generation going into Eretz Yisrael? Uh, clearly, the implication is generations. That's what the word Rishamad indicates. Okay? So we got five questions. Rashi. And it will be if you will pay attention, you will heed, right? So what does the word Ekev mean? If. Says Rashi, no. Ekev means Im ha mitzvahs hakalis. If the light mitzvahs, to adam dosh cave of that people have a tendency to trample with their heels, tishman, you will heed them as well. So then you will merit to all these wonderful stuff. So the ekev is a remez. Instead of saying b'haya im, and it will be if it says b'haya ekev, it will be heel, meaning to say there are mitzvahs that people have a tendency to take for granted. If you will be astute, if you will be sensitive to the mitzvahs that people take for granted, then v'shaman. Look at the next Rashi. V'shamra Hashem v'goyimin Yish melacha haftachas. He will guard and preserve for you his haftach, his um, his promise. Okay. Now we have on our text something called Moisef Rashi. Moisef Rashi is directly beneath the Sefer and I'd like you to look at Moisef Rashi. This is Moisef Rashi, right here. Moisef Rashi really is a compilation of Rashi's from Shas and Medrashim. Rashi wrote many commentaries where they compile Rashi's in other places that are connected to the Pasuk. Look how he translates the word. Hashem is going to guard on your behalf. So he says two translations of the word Shemitah. What is the word Vishamar? He's giving credibility and certitude to his words. He's saying, I mean what I'm saying. I'm going to, I'm going to keep my word. I say something and I'm going to keep it. I... Lashain Hamtana. What does Hamtana mean? Wait. I'm gonna wait. Vishama means we're gonna wait. Right here. This is called Moisaf Rashi. I've never done this before. Lashain Ma'amis is the word. The word Vishama denotes to to give a guarantee, to give a, 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 a you know a, a strength to what he's saying. Oi, Lashan Tana. Patience. So this is what Rashi and waiting is in Yeshaya. Shama in these two different places. Right, you're right. One is in Malachim Aleph, the other is in Yeshaya. Very good. Yes, 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 yes. Two translations of the word Shemitah. Okay? Sorry? No, no, no. It's just the word, I suspect. Okay? Yeah, but I, I, I'm not sure. I honestly didn't look up the Malachim and the Yishaya, so I can't tell you what certitude, but my suspicion, suspicion is that it's just the word Shemitah. Now, the next Moisev Rashi says, He translates Bris and Chesed as being Tzedek and Mishpat, or Chesed and Rachamim. You see, I circled that Bris and Chesed would equal um, 
Tzedek and Mishpat. I'm just not sure which one would be which. <laughs> Thank you very much. But what is this? Yeah, I think. Huh? It was only... Bris and Chesed is translated as Tzedek and Mishpat or Chesed and Rachamim. I'm not sure how one connects to the other, but Tzedek means Tzedakah. And Mishpat means the, the rule of law. So I guess we would have to say that Emeth would be more consistent with Chesed, with Mishpat, and Tzedek would be more consistent with Chesed. But then when you say Chesed and Rachamim, the plot gets a little bit thick and complicated. But you could still say that Rach, in that case you would have to say that Rachamim would be Chesed and Chesed would be Bris. So let's just leave that as an I don't know. Okay? The important thing that I wanted to show you in the Moise of Rashi was the translation of the word Bishomar. Okay? So how does Rashi translate the word Ekev? He says heal. There are mitzvahs that are heal-like. People just ignore them. They just don't take them seriously. Mm-hmm. If we're particular about mitzvahs to the level of Ekev, then there is this Vishamar where the Ebesha says, I may not give it to you today, but I'm going to give you something substantive and real. You got it? Mm-hmm. Turn to page three. Is there an example of such a mitzvah? There are many examples of such mitzvahs. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> You're asking the right question. Don't worry, if you get into it, I, I no, just... Yeah, but he doesn't, he doesn't give any examples here. concept is that... If you, if in you modern day, an example would be to forget to make a bracha. Um, forget to say, Bechas HaMozen after you eat. Um, eating and walking from one place to another, mm. which creates all kinds of shyness. I mean, there's, there's so many... Little things that we don't need, we just we basically decided they're not a part of Judaism anymore. They just don't fit into the American model. Little things. And you know, they change from culture to culture. The things that just societally are just not, there's no space for them. So we're going to read now the Medrash. On page 3, this is the Yalkachemeni, which essentially is a long version of Rashi. Page 3, on the right side of the page. It will be Ekev Tishmun, says the Medrash. Why am I afraid on a day that is evil? Okay, Rabbi Yitzchak. Right side. Beginning. Beginning. Why will I be afraid on a day that's evil? The sin of the heel will surround me. Oh my David, David the Malach says, Rebbe Nishalei, master of the world. Eineni misyare mina mitzvahs chamur shabateir. I'm not afraid about the serious ones. Like nobody would eat treif. I'm not afraid of treif. I'm not afraid. I'm not going to eat treif. Mipnei shein chamuras. Because there's serious people take them seriously. Awal misyare adi mipnei akalas. What frightens me is my tendency to be negligent about the less and the diminished, the less, the light mitzvahs. Perhaps I've transgressed because they're light. You, God Almighty, have stated in Mishnah Biki Ovis, we must be particular about a, a light mitzvah as we are about a severe mitzvah. Right? So, in our Pasha is written, Ekev. What does that mean to say? That the mitzvahs that people have a tendency to trample, those are the ones that really define us as a Jew. You know, Agirat Shamayim is not defined by the fact it's not Machal Shabbos. Agirat Shamayim is defined by the little things. By the little... Why the word trample and forget? Um, trample is like amazing. 
well, there's different types of trampling. There's trampling with intent and there's trampling by simply overlooking. You know, you just don't notice. You know, like an animal. An animal tramples on something. He's, he's, he has malicious intent. He's just an animal. So trampling, you know, we don't even pay attention to it. And you should know that this, your question is actually asked by some, I think Rebbe has a sikha where he asks, in the back of the sack, where he asks your question and he explains it. Ah, oh, but there's, there's three, there's two, there's a maimed and two sikhs in the back, and one of those sikhs is on this medrash. Omar David left now, Kadesh Baruch Hu, Dalmach, Sasrebish, Terbein, shall master the world. Gam Avdecha, Nizr Behem, also your servant in particular about them, Bishamram, when he guards Akiv, the heel, the midst of the heel, Rav, that makes him very, very great. Morav Tufcha, how great is your reward, Zehus Choran, Shal Mitzvah, Kalis. This is the reward for the light mitzvahs. Because of their uh, the attitude of their insignificance, their reward is very, very significant. The, the, sorry, the easy misses are the hard misses. The hard misses are the easy misses, right? And the hard and easy is defined entirely by us, not by the Eibushter. Zayel Shalom The pasuk says, "Eira Chayim," the way of life. Pentifolis. Pentifolis means don't get judging. We wasn't measure and weigh the midst of the Eibushter, which one's reward is great, and do those, um, and which mitzvah the reward is light. And the end of the pasuk is no The wheels are constantly moving. You have no idea. Um, the pathways of Teda have been removed. We don't know really, what's important, what's unimportant, and what we consider insignificant may in fact be uh, the greatest of all. And, and he goes on to tell a medish with a muscle, but this is enough. This medish is the source of Rashi, but Pashtas, and there's more uh, words, more language. The bottom line is, Ahoyah Ekev means, we know that Mishalem Oseyev upon of the Eibishter, gives goodness to those who wants to finish Ravinda. And those who are righteous, there is an attitude of a shaman. I'm going to hold it and give it to you later, so it'll be better. But which category of yid specifically gets the shaman? Ekev Tishmun says Rashi. Those people who are particular about the mitzvahs that most people overlook. Okay, Evanezin, page one now. He translates Ekev in a totally different way. There is zero similarity between Rashi and Evanezin. Mm-hmm. Oh, Zalman, could you call Marian Timmer that we're writing with? Akev? Yeah? Kumar Loyola Akev. Translates the Ebenezer. It will be the final reward if Tishmon es mitzvah He translates Akev as the last, the end of time. The heel in time is Elam Haba. And that's when the Vahaya, when is it going to be? When is there going to be the reward, Akif, at the end of time? That if now we are Tishmas, Meshpatam, Eilish, Matam, Sisam, so the Abish is Vishamar, he's going to hold the reward off until Akif, till the end. There's no reward now, the reward is after Mashiach comes. This is the Ebenezer's interpretation of the word Akif. Okay? And the way you read it is, Vitam Haposo Korish. In the end of the previous Pasha it says Shaimer Abris. I read I read I read to you the Psukkim from the end of Aishanan. What does it say? Yadaita you should know, thank you very much. 
Almighty is your God. Hakela Neman is a reliable God. Shemir Abrisva Chesaru guards the covenant and the kindness. Loayev those he loves. The Shemir Mitzvah of those who guard his mitzvah for a thousand generations. Says that whenever this pasuk Shemir Abris means that the Abish guards his covenant. Sheshamar Bris Avraham. He guards the Bris of Avraham. Look inside. Then he says Vaatem. And you, if you too will be his lovers, Abris, he will guard your covenant as well. So the way you read it is the end of us, Hanan it says, Hashem is guarding the bris with Avraham Avinu. And the Arpach says, if you're gonna be a good Jew also. So the same covenant that he guards for Avraham, he will guard for you as well. You understand? The covenant with Abraham was to make the people uh, as numerous as stand on the seashore and to those things that he were... I don't think that that's the intent here. That's obviously the covenant. The intent is an unbreakable bond, an eternal attachedness, a loyalty. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Um, you should know that the Rebbe, of course, brings from the Mepharshim that Ekev is a remez to 172, right? I've been with 175 years, and it says in the end of the Vahiyachar, end of Pashat Vahira, Ekev Hashem Avraham Bakel, Avraham Avinu was three years old when he found Hashem. So for 172 years he served David. In other words, we're going to continue the legacy of Avraham Avinu. The Avinyazah says something similar. He says the previous Shmina Sabris Vahachas is for Avraham Avinu, and this one is for um, us. Okay? And again, Go back to page 3, let's read the Yalkut. The Medesh gives us a long version of this uh, one line of Ekev. Now remember, Rashi translates Ekev as being healed. The Mitzvah people trample upon. Ebenezer translates Ekev in terms of time. The Ekev, the reward is at the end. So he brings a Medesh, and you see where I scribbled. Page 3, the left side of the page. Omar David. Yes, Rabbi Yitzchak, you have it? Rabbi Yitzchak? The left side. I made an arrow. It's a line also. There's a vertical line in the text. Yeah. Omar David of the Melech says, Baruch HaDashem, bless God, Yoim, Yoim, day by day, Ya'amos Lono. The word Ya'amos means he piles it on. It makes it heavier, a greater load. What does this mean? Hatzadikim, the righteous, Matans, Chorom Nachereim. The reward is... It's beyond them. It's not there yet. At the end, call Yishelev, he rewards those who are of fair heart. It's analogous to a balabos. All kinds of people give him things to watch on their behalf. He would take these, these uh, objects of value He'll put them into a box or into a tower and guard them very well. One day, a Ganef came in. Kubiustus means one of those people who lives by day, by night, and sleeps by day. Misachet Bukovia, okay, a gambler. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. And he also gives him something to guard. On Malay, so he says, that please watch this for me. Omar Balabai is the Abdi, so the Balabas says to his servant, two lay men will take it from him. Just put it behind the door. Instead of telling you to put it into a treasure, put it behind the door. 
Amale. So the servant says to his master, Money, my master. All other items of value, you put into a treasure, you put it into a safe. Vanel with name when you lock it. Vizer amata lismach eisa acheri adas that you putting behind the door. Almalei says to him, "Boy, I'll explain it to you." Oisan shehinachti b'teivu b'migdal. Those that I put into a box or to a tower, when I'll with name I lock them up. It's because ain balei mavakshin eisam yad. Their owners are not going to come asking for it in five minutes. They gave it to me. They trust me. They'll take it when they need it, but they don't need it right now. Avazeru kuvustas. This gambler, achshav heilucham masachik. In five minutes, he's going to go and gamble. Um Avdes Caleb and forfeit what he owns, and who bomb Bakish Bagdad is going to want to have this as well. You understand? And the Nimshu, of course, is what I told you before that Mishalem Moseinev Alpan of Lavide. He gives them whatever wealth, whatever good is coming to them, he gives them immediately because they have no patience. <laughs> Not interested. Ayid understands that you wait and you get better, you get more, you get something real, something permanent, something timeless. This is the. Uh, the uh, Medrash, which is the source of this mamish five-word Ebenezer. The next is the Ramban. The Ramban is on page two. This Ramban is very interesting because the Ramban actually brings three interpretations of Ekev. He brings Rashi's and the Ebenezer's. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on the Ramban. The Ramban is rather long. Okay? But if you're looking on page two, if you're looking on page two, <laughs> It's not enough that you sitting, I get somebody else to sit. How do you know I was thinking of myself? The right side of the copy is a little bit, thank you, is a little bit stained, but you have three Roman numerals. One, two, three. You see? One, two, three. And these are three translations of the word Ekev. Tam Ekev Kamei Ba'avur. Ekev means because of. The higher it will be Ekev, because of Tishma, you're going to keep the mitzvahs, Hashem is going to reward you. That's Rashi. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it's not Rashi. Rashi says heal. Ekev means, the simple translation of Ekev is because of. Number two, I'm going down five lines. Hamafarshim, Mafarshim means Ebenezre, Amru, Kitam, Ekev, Schar, Ba'achris. The translation of Ekev means the reward you're going to get at the end of time. Vechena, that says in the Pasuk, Vishamim, he guards Ekev, Rav. For a long time he guards and he waits and he has patience. And then he goes into a whole Arichas which we're going to skip. You understood? So the first translation of Ekev means because you will keep mitzvahs, you're going to be rewarded. The second is Ekev means the reward is at the end. And the third is the Targum, Unkelos, Chelef, Targim Chelef. Ekef means as the reward for. Another page. Right here. Unkelos. Targim Chelef, Kamech Chelef Avidaschem. As a reward for your work. Asoy Loshen Sibov. He tried to Ekef as effect. Vahaya, and it will be Ekef. The effect of Yiddishkeit is going to be da da da. That's it. So the Raman translates Ekef in three ways. We've said whatever we need to say, it's enough. Left side of the page. Well, Rashi doesn't take it from the Alkut Shmoni, he takes it from somewhere else. So oh, Rashi's taking it from the Yalkut. Sure, for the No, you have to understand something. Yalkut Shemoni is a Yalkut. Yalkut is not the original Medrash. Yalkut Shemoni is like the Kutasiris. Yalkut took it from the Tanakhurma. When did you have to go? Um, one second. Uh, Yitzchak. 
Do you see that before the word Vahoy, the little Aleph? Yeah. Look in the Aleph on the bottom. In the footnotes. There are footnotes on two? On three. It's, it says Tanchum. <laughs> it oh, says yeah, yeah. Tanchum. It says Tanchum. Yeah. The Yalkut was a Ligit. Yalkut lived about uh, maybe 1300 years ago. He lived a long time ago. Maybe even longer. Maybe 1500 before, years ago. Before Rashi. Way before Rashi. Way before Rashi. But it's a Yalkut. He's a Likut. It's through a Hakkadish. The Rebbeim kocht in Yalkut. You wonder why the Rebbeim would quote Yalkut when we know that the Yalkut comes from an earlier source. And when we had those medrashim, the Rebbeim Zachi kocht starke Yalkut. I copied the Yalkut because I feel like if we're learning Rishonim, we should really learn the Chazal. And the Yalkut is a Yalkut. It's he quotes everybody. You have Gemaris, medrashim. It's 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 not complete, but it's pretty close to complete. A lot of times I copy the page just for guilt purposes. I don't even you use it. No, no, no. He's at least from the Goinim. Could be. Yeah, one man. His name was Shimoni. Yalkut Shimoni. His name was Shimon. It's actually called Yalkut Iveni from somebody much later. Next on our agenda is Siponno. Siponno's bottom of page one. Okay? Listen to his Akif. A whole new Akif. Okay? Vahoya <laughs> Akif. And it will be the reason. Tishmun is a mishpat, no yushkip yiddishkeit. Vishamun Hashem al-Makacha. No, just Akif. The reason for yiddishkeit is the reward. You hear? Akif, why did Hashem give you yiddishkeit? So He can reward you. Let's read. Siponu. Hamelech tzives kol eile. Bottom of the page. The king has commanded us all of this. Kedei. In order. Shetisko that you should merit. Through the Yiddishkeit. Shishmolacham besvachaz. It's another translation. Ekev could mean heal. Ekev could mean because. Ekev could mean reward. Ekev could mean instead of. And Ekev means the reason for Yiddishkeit. Is the schar? Why did Hashem give you Yiddishkeit? You should be rewarded. Very interesting. What's interesting about it is how many different ways can you translate one word, right? And you ain't seen nothing yet. The there, okay. And this is Sha'at and Tishru Hayyim. That now you will guard today. Last says to do me'ava out of love. Shalayam and Asla Kaba Prats without intent of receiving reward. And I suppose on the very basic level, we'll translate that you know the reward is not now, the reward is later. And he will, and because of this, is going to honor the covenant and the kindness which is going to be revealed when Mashiach comes. Okay? Now. It's not a basic question here. The Ebster made a covenant. Right. right. Why is it dependent on what we do? Is the covenant based on what, what Abraham's offspring would do? It's a very fair question. And of course, the simple and obvious answer is I don't know. The more complicated answer is there's different levels to the covenant. There's a whole sugi in Hasidus about the three covenants. And it says, Hashem made a covenant with Noach for nature. He made a covenant with Avram Avinu for Yiddishkeit. And he made a covenant with Moshe Rabbeinu for Tshuva. So I, I don't know if that's the intent. I mean, the, the Avinezer clearly said that there's two bris. Right, he said last week's bris was the bris with Avram. Now we're speaking the bris with Yid. 
so specifically, what's the distinction? In other words, what additional dimension is being added? I don't know, but you're right, there's a covenant with Avraham, but something is being added here, there's no question about it. Okay? Now, Esamishpatim Mishpat Yamid Eretz, I mean, the legal code, jurisprudence, you know, business law. Ushmatim is Mishnah, Vasisa Maisen, you'll do them. Ubazeha Aifen, Tasu Aisem Anachan, if you'll know what the Yiddish God teaches us, you'll be able to practice mitzvahs. And then it says, I'm reading this as part of the last line. Mm-hmm. This is going to guard the covenant. Shunishbat that he made, that he made with Avraham Avinu. For Amri, when he said, This is what you said. He made a covenant between Avraham and the Abish, and your descendants after you, they raised them for all generations. Turn to page 2. Lebris Eilam, for eternal covenant. To be your God. And your servants, your children after you. Okay? So, he says that it's not two covenants, it's like a one and the same. Ki omno, because it's true, that he is our God, built the Yemtsai, there's no intermediate between him and us. Other nations, there could be Malachim. We have a personal direct relation with Abish to himself. Therefore, Mashpia, he gives us, Yashpia, he will give us, Matthias Nitzchi, an eternal reward. That is created personally by him, built the inside with nothing in between. Mm-hmm. Anything Hashem does himself, is forever. Mm-hmm. As opposed to those creations that exist today and will be gone tomorrow, it's because humimenu, attack comes from him, but it's bem There's something in between. There's an intermediate belief suffix. When Hashem gives directly, it's forever. When Hashem gives to an intermediate, it's uh, it's temporary. So the way we read this is What's the covenant? The covenant is that between you and me there's nobody. And therefore, what I give you is forever. And since what I'm giving you is forever, you gotta wait. As opposed to what's temporary. Okay? He says like this. Emes goes on the other world, and Chesed goes reward in this world. You hear? Bris means the covenant, that's the eternal reward that we're going to get in El Mabah. Chesed means we get some reward in this lifetime. And this Sipondu is going to be corroborated by many other Mephosh. That Bris means an eternal gift which cannot be till Mashiach comes the Hachesed the third line is Ki Omnam it's true Ateva Zelat Tzadikim Be'elam Hazeh and this world is Chesed Bovad it's only Chesed and it's not Emes it's not forever so the test the, the challenge or the for a Yid is not to just have pure faith and that uh, even if you're not the semblance of reward is not visible here, but yet in the past in the future there will be one right but we still his Chesed is to give us something right exactly and if, you, if you've ever studied history you, you see this point, right? Look at Jews. Look at Jews. We're always struggling. And we're always surviving. But some of us forget that we live for eternity. We start live for the moment. And the Ibishah sends us tzaddikim, who says, you don't live for the moment. You live for the eternity. I don't even mean from and not from. We don't live for now. We're not martyrs. We're not morbid, depressed people. 
but we have a sense of history that says we are forever. And when your value system says we are forever, your approach to what's happening today is entirely different. The secular culture doesn't think at all in terms of forever. It thinks in terms of right now. That's the whole thing. And they look at us like a bunch of nuts. 3,000 years you're waiting? Stop waiting and start living. Okay, the Baratudah. And he gets a whole bunch of different Egevs. He has four different Egevs. Okay? Vahaya Egev, says he, the Ilmi Nexiv, page one, page one. The Baratudah, second from the bottom. Vahaya Egev, the Ilmi Nexiv, before it's written, Ayyem La Seis, and today's the time for work. The Samach Le Ekev, and near it says the word Ekev. Kloymer just means, Ayyem La Seis, and today we do work. Avos Charam, Be Ekev, the reward comes at the end. Ekev means at the end of time. This Balaturim is consistent with the Ebenezer and the uh, second Pshat of the Ramban. Right? That Ekev means reward after life. Um, number two, Ekev, Teves, Yesh, Beyud, Dibris. There's 172 words in the Seder Zadibris. When we guard Ekev, the Aserah Zadibis, Rav, Im Tishmer Ekev, if we will guard the 172 words that are found in the Ten Commandments, Tiske we will merit to the word Rav, the great reward which is going to be for us in El Mabo. So Ekev Rav means Ekev, that by keeping the 172 words of the Ten Commandments, we're Zecha to Rav. And I want you to know there's 172 words in the Seder Zadibris, the 613 letters. And the Rebbe says that there's actually 620. And the last seven go on the seven laws of the, the Rabbonon. And they're Asher L'Reyecha. And that is for your friend. Aleph Shin Reish, Lamed Reish, Ayin Chof. The Rebbe said, what's the Fabrik? I heard myself. Asher L'Reyecha. The last seven letters have to be between Adon between uh, That is to your friend. This is the seven mitzvahs uh, the Rabbonon. And mm-hmm. all that. Huh? You know what? Maybe the Rebbe said seven laws of Nayak, but I'm not sure. No, 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 no. I like the idea. Actually, for your friend, and I connected it to the, I think he said seven laws of the Rabbana. <coughs> Next, Akev number three. Akev means Keva. Yiddishkeit has to be the priority. Akev is Oisius Keva. If Yiddishkeit is your priority, if it's your primary preoccupation, then and the fourth translation of Ekev is a nova, humility, right? Study your own heel and learn he follows after the foot in a humble way. That's why he's not easily, doesn't get easily hurt. Like the toes, you bang into things. The heel doesn't get hurt as quickly as the toes because it's humble. And the Yid serves Hashem with humility. Okay? Okay, now, Hamishpatim, the tour translates the same as the Sipurim, which Mishpatim means Jewish students. Business, Bain, Adam Lachavede, law, business, which uh, which will be discussed at length uh, later on in one of the Mefarshim. But I don't know, the clock is merciless. Now, Tishmerun, Ushmaitem, Vasisem, Mikra Mishnah Talmud. You see? He translates the three words, Tishmerun, Ushmaitem, and Vasisem as being a reference to Chumish, Mishnah, and You see it? Now, 
V'shamar Hashem al-Kech al-Kha Im Ekev Tishman If we're going to do whatever Ekev means We're going to keep Yiddishkeit Yishman al-Kha Brisk Bavraham Shanem Bavraham Ekev Hashem Avraham B'Kelev Yishman Hashem guards the covenant with Abraham He'll guard, guard that covenant with us If we do what we're supposed to But you'll notice that this tour is clearly different Than the Ebenezer Because the Ebenezer distinguished between the two bris The bris of Avraham being the end of Eschan And the bris of Yidin being the beginning of Ekev he makes them into one and the same. And then he says, So this Pasek all of a sudden takes on so much more color. There's so much more to this Pasek than we thought initially. It's unbelievable. Now we move along to the Rabbeinu B'chayi. Rabbeinu B'chayi is page 4. Okay? That's good. What are you scared? Someone hold him. Because he puts puts it all together. So yeah. it's going to be uh, merciless. Now, actually, in this case, he just says, uh, Abidang. Abidang, okay. Page four. Behind the head, right here. Yeah. Okay, now there's an arrow. There's an arrow and a vav on your page. You see it? The Lamdach Shloimer Bekos of Hazer. Page four. Mm. Right there. Mm-hmm. Here, right? Mitzvahs benefit our bodies and our souls. And in a moment he's going to say they better us, benefit us in this lifetime and they benefit us in El Mabo, which is the same thing as Guf and the Shaman. Yiddish is good for us all the days. To give us life right now, which goes on this world. So there's reward for Judaism now and in the future. Okay? This is a little bit different than we've had so far. So far it's been indicated that it's all for Elam Haba, except for the Sipurnu, who separated between Bris and Chesed. That Bris is forever, Chesed is temporary. The Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar is a little bit more consistent with that. Valkain, therefore, Bo Mitzvah Satayda Ktsasa Mekubalis. Some mitzvah are called Mekubalis. Mekubalis means you have to accept them on blind faith. What we call Chukim, without any reasons. Uktsasa Muskalis. Some of them actually make sense. We can understand that we call these Mishpatim and Edus. Mikubalis, the mitzvahs that we have to accept are Kenegatelis Hanefesh, goes in the benefit of the soul. And Muskalis, reasonable mitzvahs, are Kenegatelis Hanefesh, for the mitzvahs that benefit the body. Kiyesh, Bemaisa HaMitzvahs, there is in doing mitzvahs, Tayelis Uzchad, Besof, there's a reward and a benefit at the end. Okay, I'm going quickly. There is a reward which comes at the end of time that the Mashiach comes. So there's certain mitzvahs that are on a gay that are reasonable, which the reward is in the body and more immediate. Other mitzvahs are super rational, the reward is in the soul, and they wait, akif, till the end of time. Okay? The Lashen akif there, however, this word akif, which means that the reward comes after, we find the word akif used when we speak about mitzvahs that require Kabbalah Seyel, both categories of mitzvahs have akif. When you do a reasonable mitzvah, you do a super reasonable mitzvah, b'shamram eikev rov. Okay, b'mekubala is the mitzvah to do with kabbalah sale. 
Hanekrais Chukim, Hushamu David the Malach Alav Hashem, Natisi Libi Lasin Chukecha. I've bent my heart to do your edicts. La Oilam Ekev. At the end of time, Ekev. That's when I'm going to have my reward, right? Or Va'Oidam Harini Adashem Derech Chukecha. Teach me your ways of Chukim. Vetzen I will guard Ekev. What's going to happen later? Claim another word. Etzen Amidahi Lefishesh Ekev. I'm going to guard this idea of Kabbalah Sel because I know that at the end of time there's going to be a reward. And Vascharu would have Teva Tofen. It's only when Mashiach comes. Okay? Did he ask him to teach him the ways of Chukim here? To understand yes. the supernatural? To teach him. To show him. King and Chakosov Marav Tufcha. Vizeo Lashen Ekev Rav. This is the Ekev Rav. So, when it comes to mitzvahs that are Chukim, the word Ekev means the reward that's going to come after the Chukim, and that means in El Right? Now, B'mitzvah HaMuskalis, as opposed to reasonable mitzvahs, Hanekrois Mishpat, that are called Mishpatim, yes? Zehu Shekosov, Vahoya Ekev Tishmeun. That the Rabbeinu Bechaya holds, that this entire Pasuk is talking about mitzvahs that are reasonable, and this hard for mitzvahs in this lifetime. So the Rabbeinu Bechaya is really going against the trend. The whole sense that we're gathering, from the Ramban and from the Evanezer and from the Torah, from the Sipurnu, is that the Pasuk is alluding to the fact, like I read the end of Vos Khanan, that Goyim are rewarded immediately. You didn't have to wait, so the reward could be substantive. He, Rabbi Rebbechai, says this Ekev means Kashmir. Why? Because it says Mishpatim. By Ekev Tishmun, Esa Mishpatim, reasonable mitzvahs. Reasonable mitzvahs rewarded immediately. Bottom line is, you have what they would call in our PC world, Diversity. <laughs> it's one diversity. It, 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 it seems to be uh, in, in con, in con, inconsistent. Yes, it's other. conflicting, sure. And that's the beauty of Torah. Now, the art of stringing it all together, say that for the next lifetime. So, for so Akim. Uh, is going to explain it to him? <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't necessarily... I mean, sometimes the Rebbe is kind enough to, to do exactly that, but not always. Okay? I'm reading the second line. Could it be for just a very, in a very simple way that... A person has a person's physical destiny is impacted. The destiny of their physical existence is impacted by certain kinds of mitzvahs that are being in the derech or whatever it is, and they're, then their secretive, more and more esoteric, or more secretive mitzvahs, more let's say esoteric or deeper, more concealed mitzvahs that a person does. Um, that are not measurable, that the Abishta cannot measure it out in terms of physical well-being and um, panasa and etc. Et that, that is, is the gluim, has to do with the, with the gluim of the Lazi Lavoy. Do you like what he's saying? No. The problem is that the other Mepharshim interpreted this Pasuk about Elam Haba. Mm-hmm. And Rechaim says, this Pasuk is talking exclusively about Elam Haza. It's not the idea, it's the Pasuk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? But, but that's why he but he gives... He asked him to teach him the, the understanding of the... Ira- that the Pasuk in Psalm, the Pasuk in Tilim. But this Pasuk, says the Bechayi, is only about this lifetime. Which is completely the opposite of what we've been learning until now. Right, but, I'm sorry, but he, he asked him to explain the super-rational mitzvah to him so he can keep them into Echev, is that what it is? Yeah. Because of Echev, because of the reward that's going to follow. Then, then how does he explain the, the choice of the word Echev? Akev simply means reward that follows. I see. So the reward that follows now and the reward that follows later. Mm-hmm. And the, the words for Shema? Let's see. 
You know what? He doesn't talk about the Vishamah. I don't see it. Anyway, call Yehuda Yapasha Azoy. Second line. All of the prophecies in this Pasha, Yehudim Gufnim, deal with material predictions. Betayalas Aguf, the benefit of the body, in this lifetime, which is simply a preparation. Okay? And he says. The nichol oy to yalas b'milas ekev. The word ekev, in addition to mean, this is the answer to your question: that the reward is in this lifetime. It kiyudim gufniim that all material reward is heel like who's chara kalva shofel. It's light and lowly reward. You understand? V'haya ekev. The reward is, relatively speaking, inconsequential. Ratcha yikain ekev shvala guf because the heel is the lowest point in the body. And the greater reward is going to be when Mashiach comes. So you, you see how you can take one Pasek and just approach it from a thousand different ways. But, your first name again? The Pinchas. He's asking a good question. So what is the Rabbeinu B'chai going to do with the Vishamar? And he does nothing with the Vishamar. <laughs> you figure it out. Okay, that's his Pshat. Okay, you know. Now, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. Now, uh, we're going to go to the Al which is on page eight. The reason we're going to the Al is because the Al seems to be quite consistent with um, the Rebbeinu B'chayeh, but not entirely. <laughs> Not entirely. Okay? The Alshech is so beautiful. I mean, you could see how much I scribbled. The more I scribbled, the more I spent time on it. It's very interesting, the Alshech. He's such a chassidish Peter in back of my mind. Um, he, he observes the Vahaya, page 8. The Vahaya, which means, Ein Vahaya Allah Shin Simcha. Ekev, he says, why would a person want to do something for the purpose? Ekev means you're going to get reward. Shouldn't a person do things altruistically mm-hmm. without the benefit of reward mm-hmm. and so forth and so on? Uh, but one of the points that he makes is that he says, yeah, of course, real reward is Neilam Haba. There's no question. But it's not like real reward is Neilam Haba and in this life you're going to suffer, you know. Which you could have gotten the impression to that effect from... Uh, from the Eben Ezra or from the Ramban he says yes the real reward is Neil Mabar but there's reward in this lifetime as well okay and on the bottom of Tadigim Olamad Aleph in other words the third column on page 8 he he says Omnum the issue is as follows and by the way he analyzes the Tishmu'un Ushmatem and Asisem remember I told you there's all of these three terms he does like this there's different categories of mitzvahs. And they are as follows. There are mitzvahs that are called mitzvahs, mitzvahs that are called chukim, and mitzvahs that are called mishpatim. What are mitzvahs? I don't have a clue. <laughs> mitzvahs, chukim, mishpatim. It's like saying mitzvahs, mitzvahs, mitzvahs. I suppose mitzvahs would be what we would call today edus, but I don't know. But you see, the reason he says those three words because the last pasuk of last pasha, verse Khan, I'm reading it again, says, "Veshamarta you will guard as hamitzvah, veshachukim, veshamishpatim, the mitzvahs, the edicts, and the judgments." And then it says, "Vahaya ekev." So he he links this pasuk to the previous pesukim, and he says the following: "Vechaim b'mini atayvus." We talk about reward. Yesh lo yeshachalakim. There's three types of reward. 
there's a reward in this lifetime. There's a reward only in Elam Haba. Then there's reward. But the real reward is Elam Haba. But there's fruit from the reward in this lifetime. Like Eilud Vadim. The principal arranged for us at love. So there's three categories. Mitzvahs you're rewarded in this lifetime. Mitzvahs are going to be rewarded after Mashiach comes. And mitzvahs are rewarded after Mashiach comes. But there's dividends that you're able to collect uh, today. Okay? Now, Mahine. Pasuk Shemusay Pasha Kedemus, the Pasuk at the end of the previous Pasha Tzivanu commanded us. Last says, Shleisha Sugi Mitzvah, these three categories of Mitzvah, Ba'amrei Vishamata, Esa Mitzvah, Vesa Chukim, Vesa Meshpatim. Aleph, Beis, Gimel, I numbered them. Va'al Shlashtam Amr Hayyim, last says, all three go into the category we must do in this lifetime. We shouldn't anticipate reward in this lifetime, Kim Hayyim, last says, we do it today. Achmachal Akabus Chadam. The reward comes in the future. Mehine. A person going to get depressed. Muhammad is going to say, "How you talking? How could it be? There should be no reward in this lifetime, right?" castle, right? Go down three lines. He's going to be depressed again. But when he sees ki hishva, who he is, Baruch Hashem correlates and equates as a mishpatim. Mishpatim are reasonable mitzvahs. Chukim are beyond reason. He puts them into all into one category. He mentions the last. Okay, so he says the answer to this question is the words v'haya ekev. What is the answer? Scoot down to the bottom of the next paragraph where I circle the word v'haya ekev. You see it? Laima that gam shamata yemasaisim. Though I told you, there's really no reward in this lifetime. Only in Elam Haba, Kishar Mitzvahis, Bahayal Maleka, there really is reward. Dr. Hine, Vahoya Ekev, Kigam, Yea Ekev, Vashar Poy. There's going to be a heal, a residual, a dividend reward in this lifetime, which is exactly what the Rabbein Nebuchadnezzar said, but different. Rabbein Nebuchadnezzar distinguished between two categories of mitzvahs. He says, listen, you want to be honest. You can't possibly be rewarded in this lifetime. But don't worry, there's dividends. But there's going to be now also there'll be now some kind of residual. You follow? This is the this is the Al And believe me, there's a lot more here. Yeah, but what does it say? Sorry? That's the comes. And the idea of Eikif Tishmon is a secondary. Okay, and there's a lot more detail in this. But go to page 9. Page 9. Page 9. Uh, second column. Right? V'hine oit sheinis yasa l'cha Hashem. But Hashem is going to do something else to you. V'hu. Ki shamar Hashem alakecha l'cha v'geme. V'hu. Ki loi bulvad. Schar mitzvisecha b'hayal malekah. That not only is there no reward for mitzvahs in this lifetime, kigam, but also the covenant and kindness which you vowed to your fathers, to be kind to his children, is not going to give it to you in this lifetime. So the way you read this is like this. In the end of the previous Pasha, it says, listen, you do Yiddishkeit today, today you do the work and reward tomorrow. You're getting depressed. 
Don't worry, I'll give you residual, I'll give you dividends now, but then he says, Vishamar. And this that Hashem guards is not only the schar of your mitzvahs, but he guards the covenant that he made with your ancestors, and this too is going to be worth lots of love. So if you'll think about it, good evening, hello, this interpretation of a shamar, a bris chesed, is directly opposite the Ebenezer. The Ebenezer said that there's two bris and chesed. There's a bris and chesed that goes on the office, which is the end of us, Hanon, mm-hmm. and the bris and chesed beginning of Eikim goes on us. He makes them into one bris and chesed. Mm-hmm. He says there's two things that you're not getting now. Tzchar mitzvah and the bris v'chesed all yosad lovey now all you have is v'hoi ekev okay now if you're not confused I mean this is dazzling you have such variety here what are the key words here every one <laughs> <laughs> I circle them I really circle them he says two things now we work the tzchar v'hoi ekev you're going to get residuals the second half of the Pasuk says, V'shamar Hashem, V'lekech HaLachas, Hashem is going to guard the covenant. This goes on what He promised your fathers, the others, that this too is going to wait for the Yosef Lord. But for those of us who get the past, there's a few dividends. Yeah, right. Well, there's quite a few dividends. That's why I use that word transient castle. I mean, it's, it's a castle, but it's transient. It's an expression, obviously, right? right? And it implies what? The castle without foundations. I mean, it has like, it's not just something, it's actually a castle. So you get to have a little bit of something, but it's transient. You know it's not really a permanent reward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, it's very late. But the Eitzadah's Tev fits right into this. So good. Page 11. What's the problem? No, I'm saying, it goes, yes, it goes, goes deeper. This deeper. is mind-boggling. How are we going to not do Iron Basin? He says a similar but not the same thing. So, you see my arrow, right? You see my arrow. You see my arrow. Mm-hmm. This comes brings us to the explanation of This means to say, The reward that you're going to get into the future is divided into two parts. The reward of this lifetime. And the second is in the other lifetime. Okay, now scoot down about eight lines. You see a colon in the text? Two dots? Yeah. You see it? Mm-hmm. The ye, you have it? The pinchas? Eight lines down. Or nine lines down. After those two circles. The yihya shiur hakosov. And you read the Pasuk as follows. Vahayan there will be shnein mini aschar. Both categories of reward. Hanem mazim emilis ekev that are referred to in the word ekev. And I think... And there's two reasons the reward is sitting for you, and there's a distinction between the two. Listen to his distinction. The first is the one we have in this lifetime. And what is that? When you will listen to these judgments. You know how we translate these judgments? Studying Torah. You're going to learn them. rewards also in this lifetime. But on Eisek, Maisa, Mitzvah, as opposed to Mitzvah, which is Ushmartem, Vasisem. This reward is Ein, Shoran, Ela, El, Mabo. Boy, Eikif, Tishmun, Nisam, Mishpatem, Ela, you're going to study Taira. There'll be reward in this lifetime also. Ushmartem, Vasisem, you're not going to do Avej, you do Mitzvah, Vishamar Hashem, Alakech, only Allah's love. That's how he reads it. Okay? If you study Torah, you're rewarded now? Also now, right. 
actually feel that you that if you if, if you if you get up from the learning to 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 carry gross to carry groceries home for your wife, um, that you're taking that you're taking away from the oil and haba. It's the opposite. The action is actually more emphasized in oil and haba. The learning is a gilo. You bring down a gilo. Also in this world, he says, "Damn." Okay, now I want to do the albag. The albag is on page six and page seven, but you'll see these two pages are not contiguous in the text of the Dalbag. The first page is a l- sort of a linear commentary of the Psukim, and the second page is a few pages later where he has lessons. So let's read, first of all, page six. tishmun, And it will be when you will listen to these judgments. Ushmartam and you will guard them, Basisim and you will do Aisam them, Bagamid and so forth. This means that Bizchad as a reward for Shmiyaschim, for your listening to and paying attention, to Mishpatehatayda, the judgments of the Tayra, Bikiyamchim Aisam and practicing them, he says Yamtin Lachem, he will hold on to and wait. That's how he translates Vishamar. He will not reward you immediately, but he will hold on to Adishem Yesala, God Almighty. The covenant and the kindness which he swore to your fathers so that it be guarded for you to a better time which is basically the message of the Eben Ezra that they wish to hold the reward till the as it was written at the end of Pashas Vashanan that ulam ata yilachem edes shiv amim and now you're going to get the seven lands, which I guess is considered a partial uh, generosity or gesture of kindness. But the real reward is v'shamar Hashem is going to hold on to it. This is what the Ralbag says. Now on page seven, the next page, he essentially explains what he said on the previous page, and this is essentially really why I decided to read this. He's telling us. The very top of the page, in his Abbiya, this explains much Pasha to understanding the Pasha. Ulam the various benefits that we derive from it, him Esrim and this Esrim are twenty-six advantages. Hati al who? The first is idea to announce because Jewish people keep mitzvahs. Himtin Hashem guards on their behalf Yisala Hashlamas Kiyam, the fulfillment of the uh, realization of Masha and Nishbala Ovis, what he vowed to our patriarchs, but he holds on to it, to a time which is most auspicious for them. And this is Kiyishmanim, he's going to hold on to them and not give them to us now. Why not now? Why later? We shouldn't destroy the covenant and waste and squander this blessing. We would be getting these blessings now. And we would sin. We would forfeit them. So the Ebishter doesn't give them to us now. So that if and when we get them, we are uh, suited for them. Not to destroy his covenant with the Ovis. And to this end, the Apostle says, Hashem guards so the, the complexity here is that the Ebishter is doing the Ovis a favor and not allowing us access to the reward of Yiddishkeit 
not just for our own sake, but that the Ovis, the, the covenant and the promise he made to the Ovis should not be destroyed. Which is one of the points that one of you mentioned before, this idea that there isn't there arguably something which has already been promised to the Ovis, why uh, do we have to earn it now? So he says we have to be protected from upsetting it now. Next paragraph, who the second benefit is idea to announce Shekvar Yimshu Mishmiras When we are Jews, we guard the mitzvahs, which means we don't do Avedis, and we do the positive mitzvahs and its edicts and its judgments, we immediately get Tevis Gufias Niflois, wondrous goodnesses that are material in this lifetime, which is consistent of course with the Rabbeinu Bachaya and the Alshech and the Eitzadas Tev, but Lei Tevis Nafshis Bovad, not only spiritual reward. Okay, and the rest talks about punishment, so we're not going to um, read it. There's material reward as well, but the real reward is only when Mashiach comes. Okay. Okay, now, we're finally ready to get to the Hasidus. Okay, which begins on page 15. The Hasidus consists of two Sikhs. The second Sikha, which begins on page 21, you'll see I cut and pasted. Usually after 78 doesn't come 89, but I, I'm trying to save paper and money. Is from Tess. The first Sikha, which begins on page 17, is from Chelek Tess. And the Maimer begins on page 15, it's a Maimer from 1985. The Maimer and the first Sikha are rather similar. The second Sikha is distinct, is different. Now, of course, we have very little time. I want to begin by telling you the point of the second sicha first. And then we'll go back. The Maimed and the first sicha are, are, similar. are kind of involved. Mm. But the second sicha is, 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 is a simpler point. This so second... Page 21. Yeah. This second sicha is really based on the Yalka that we read. The Dawud Malach says, I'm more afraid about the light mitzvahs than I'm afraid about the severe mitzvahs, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Because what is the basis upon which we distinguish between light and heavy? The reward. Yeah. Our understanding. What is the basis through which we will recognize that there is no distinction between light and heavy? Kabbalah sale. Little, heal, the Ekev. When we're particular about the light mitzvahs, means to say we define our Yiddishkeit with Kabbalah sale, not with understanding, and we therefore don't decide this is important, this isn't important. The key part is we approach with a Kabbalah sale. This is a sicha from 1951, and it, it, you, you can hear the the tone in the early year fabringen to the Rebbe. He says, somebody says, I should be extra from, that will be hypocritical. I got to go in order. And the Rebbe says, the message of Ahoy Ekev is, if you approach Yiddishkeit, not the, with a measure, with a weight, and you just say, this is the and you approach it with your own heel, with a Kabbalah sale, and you don't distinguish one minute from the next, then you say, this is, I mean, this is what took me 30 seconds to say a five-page Sikha, so naturally there's a lot more in the Sikha, but that's the gist of it. Okay? The first Sikha, and the Maimed, 
The Maimon is very, very involved. The Maimon, the Maimon needs an hour. The Maimon is not easy at all. Okay? And I don't have time to read it with you, so I'll just share with you the basic point. The problem is, the Maimon changes in, mid, in midstream. It just changes. And then you have to sort of, you have to string it together. The Rebbe does as follows. Look at the Chumash. Go back to page one. It would be much easier for you to follow that way. Okay. He says this. Tishmu'un ushmartem v'asisem. You have a whole ache of Tishmu'un ushmartem v'asisem. Yeah. He puts these three words together and he says that it's machshava, dibur, maiser. The Pasuk. Look at the Chumash. Forget the Maimir. Go back to page one. Tishmu'un ushmartem v'asisem are three things. Machshava dibur maise, okay? Tishmuun is machshava. Ushmatem is dibur because it's the mouth that has to be watched above all else. Cough, cough, cough. Hiccup, hiccup, hiccup. Pant, pant, pant. <laughs> and vasisim obviously means mice. So it's machshava dibur mice. And then the Rebbe says that tishmuun comes first. So he says that beklolos in general tishmuun ushmatem vasisim machshava dibur mice. And specifically, he said it's machshava shabba machshava, thought of thought, speech of thought, and action of thought. Bris, chesed, and shvua is also machshava dibur amaisa. Bris goes on dibur, because a covenant means when you fix something, you lock it in. So it's like paskening. You, when something is being planned and analyzed, it's equivocal and it can be spoken this way and that way. But when you uh, make a covenant, you commit. And this is the Indian of Dibur. Now, I better not mix them up because I'll drive everybody insane. No, I said it wrong. Bris is action. The covenant, bris is action because the idea of a bris is that it has yeah, a physical manifestation. Yeah, yeah, right? Shvua. Shvua is Dibur. Shvua means when you articulate something, you fix it. And chesed goes on the emotions. Machshava. So he says, Ekev tishmun ushmatem vasisem when we do Yiddishkeit in Machshava, Dibur, or Maiseh. Beginning with Machshava, then Dibur, then Maiseh. So the Eibishter gives us a reward, Bris, Chesed, and Shvua, which is also an Indian of Machshava, Dibur, or Maiseh. This is how the Rebbe explains it. Okay? And it gets very, 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 very involved. But the point that the Rebbe goes on to make is that uh, it doesn't make any sense. Why? First of all, you, you're doing machshava dibur and being rewarded with machshava dibur amaisa. Are they equivalents? They're equivalent. More importantly, you saw all of machshava. Yidn are higher than machshava dibur amaisa. You saw all machshava. We went in the highest level of Hashem's thought, which is above the three levels. So why would they wish to bring us into this world? So we should do machshava dibur amaisa to be rewarded. Sahakal with koyachal the machshava dibur amaisa of the Eibishter, right? Mm-hmm. And what's the answer? What's the answer? Huh? What's the answer? The answer is the word Ekev. Ekev. Tishmun. Shmatem Basis. Yes, there's Machshava Dibur And what I find interesting is that this Maimir in emphasizing first spirituality, the materialism, which is not typical of the Rebbe, who's always so maise, maise-centric, 
seems to be implying that you're going from a spiritual service to a more basic service. Chava, Diba, Maisa, heart, heart, mouth, action. It says the reason, the justification for the Neshama, which is the soul of Machshava, to come down into a Machshava, Diba, Maisa, avoid it, to be rewarded by Machshava, Diba, Maisa, is the word Akif. So look on page 17. In which translation? Okay, you're going to tell us. The right side of the page. No, but the word Echad, you said, has so many meanings, so... Heal. Here, here, here. Oh, heal, heal again. He says, the Bechol Yuvan. All of this explains. Gamma Keshel Inyan Echad. The Keshel is the word heal. Shepirush Lashon HaKvayim. Yeah. Ki Amshach HaSa'atzmas. Because you bring on the Ebesh to himself, he bring in Achi Tachnis in the lowest level, Bechimus Echad, in the day of the heal. So you're right. The Machshava Dibur Omaise is a descent from the Neshama as it was on high but when we practice Machshava Dibur Maise in this world and we overcome the Yetzirah and we do it with a Kabbalah sale and I'm going to ask you to hold on to page 17 and go back to page 15 where the Rebbe says another kvetch about the word Ekev in addition to Ekev meaning heal he says you see my first arrow you see my first arrow it's oh, you guys don't got arrows. Okay, I, I, I two, I can see where you four, are. six, eight, eight lines in. Umavayer bazeh. Last two words on the page are umavayer bazeh. You see it? Yes. Yangela, you have it. Dehine yadua pirushe. We know the translation of the word ekev. Shu'inyan akfayim is the idea of the heel. Translates the Rebbe, the Hainu, be'ikfis Meshicha, the Yidna, the end of time, whose priority is action. Says the Rebbe, Sof, Kol, Dargin, the lowest level. Tishmu'un, we gotta listen, Vadai for sure, because Imlayachshav Emosai. If not now, when? Sinito, events up like it, there's simply nobody after us. Vainu, Shu'be, ikfis of the Meshicha, the heel of Mashiach. Yihiye, inyin, shmidas, kolatelu, mitzvah. You're gonna keep all the mitzvahs. So what's the Vahoya Ekev? That you bring the heel into Machshava Dibur Maisa. Machshava Dibur Maisa seems to be a spiritually prioritized Yiddishkeit from the spiritual to the material, from the higher to the lower. The Ekev, our Kabbalah sale, our Bittl, are doing it in the material world and specifically doing it in the end of Golas justifies the Yiddish Tzedekhaliyah, you're bringing the heel into the Machshava Dibur Maisa. When the heel is the lowest level, and in the source, the heel goes on out from the same self. It's the very, very, very highest level. Because the thing that's furthest away is the thing that's closest to? Right. And in the Sikha, the Rebbe has Nachak Fetch. He said, he says, he says, this is what you said to me at the very beginning of the class. He said, Bris and Chesim of Ramavin. What do we go sharing with the Abishta for? So the Rebbe says, that when the Abishta gives you something for free, he also wants you to earn it. Because if you don't earn it, it's nothing. But it's taken for free. <laughs> and what's the... The covenant that he made with Avram Avinu, which is coming to you by Matana Yitzchak, thank you very much. And regards. Um, it's taken a free gift. But he says you have to earn it. And... and uh, People that would have problem with that um, um, apparent choice. contradiction. 
Of course, they don't worry about it. It's 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 You have to learn the sikh. But the point is, ekev, ekev, haya ekev tishmon, ekev tishmon. The keli for receiving this bris and chesed from the Abish there's ekev is the heel, and he translates it in the sikha as being the avoid attacking zmanagolus also. The struggle, the darkness reveals atzmos. So what is Hasidus saying, Bekitsa Nimritz? Hasidus is saying that the key word in this Pasuk is Ekev. Ekev means the darkness and the struggle and the Kabbalah And then all the Ruchnius is enhanced by the heel. When you have the heel, when you have the bit of the Kabbalah into the Ruchnius is infused the Ebishter himself, Atmos himself, which is called the heel, because the lowest level and the highest level are interconnected. Or into. Yeah, now you can learn the Maimah. I mean, the Maimah is the delicious. It, it's a Maimah. Page, page 15, 16, and 17. The key paragraph is the top of the second, is page Zeshmam Zayim. Dile B'tachtaynim. Yesh Amiti, Yomit, Yesh Amiti, and so on. Okay. Baruch Hashem. We'll call it a class.